atmosphere. You may be wondering, what on earth am I doing sat behind a dining room table? And um, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that there's different ways of, of learning. There's different ways of communicating. And what we're endeavoring to do just this morning, uh, we, we've done this on occasions uh, over the last few years. We've taken the opportunity and we've almost done, it's not been an interview, it's more like being shared learning with, with an invited uh, guest. Just to set it up really this morning, you'll notice on the screens if you're here for the first time, what we're endeavouring to do by God's grace is just to lay a foundation of uh, honour in the life of the church. I was speaking last week and in the morning and in the evening and if you have a computer and you're able to access the podcast, I'd encourage you to do so because two weeks ago Phil just introduced the subject of honour and really just sought to lay a number of uh, principles in of who we should honour and what we should honour and that's a, a fantastic uh, message. Last week I really just sought to just define what honour means, what, what, what is it? And it was interesting that Phil, at the end of my Sunday evening message, just came straight to me and said, "Uh, Christian, how many messages have you ever heard preached on honour? Bearing in mind, there's not been a time when I've not been in church. I'm 44 and I've been in church a long time. I've heard a lot of messages, some good messages, some cracker messages, and also some, well, I'll leave that to to your own imagination. But in all that time, honestly, I have never heard a series or or a message on honour. And it's something that we, by God's grace, feel very led by God's Spirit to just talk to you about. Because honour is a significant key to unlocking the power of the kingdom. It really is. I don't think we've been particularly God here in this country. And I don't think we've been particularly God in the church at large. But I'm not here to talk about the church at large. I'm here to talk about this church. I think, if I'm really honest, I think we we, we get it in a measure. And that includes myself. But there are some things that God is wanting to teach us and show us, both now and in the coming days, weeks and months and years, that is going to go deeper. It's a journey that I've been on. So this is not just a whim. This is something that I've been working through for some time now. You need to understand that. I've been grappling with this. Because I don't think I've always been as honouring as I should have been. Not talking about to my parents or to God. I'm just talking about to myself and to the church and to leaders and staff. And it's something that the Lord's been speaking to me about. What we're talking about is wanting to lay a healthy biblical perspective of honour. Not something that's out of balance. Something that's very much in balance and biblical, scriptural. That's what we're talking about. So all that we're talking about is found in the scriptures. You'll get that. But this week, instead of just looking at what we should honour and how we define it, what we're seeking to do by God's grace is just have this idea of how does this work out? Tell me the how. Give me the the blood and guts of it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you hear things, but how does this work out? How does this play out in my day-to-day? How can I internalise this? How can I contextualise this? And by the way... This series is not for you to then think, right, I'm going to go and have a word to that person about honour because they need to honour me more. We have to go through these series and listen to them and say, God, what are you wanting to say to me? 
And if any of you there thinking today, I've got all this sorted, I want to say then I think that's a very, very arrogant attitude. Because I'm here and I've been really challenged by this message. And the messages in this series. And there are things that we all need to learn and we all need to work through for ourselves before we apply them to others. So I have a a guest who I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to teach it together. It's not an interview, although I'll ask a few questions. We're going to teach it through. I'll I'll put you out your misery. In a moment, I'm going to introduce Lisa, Lisa Harrison, who's no stranger to many of you. Lisa is, uh, leads our, our community uh, program. Um, our outreach uh, here in Ilkeston and does an incredible job with an incredible team of, of volunteers and staff. And we are very thankful for all of you. God's opened up doors for her and for us that we never even thought would be possible. You may say, well, why Lisa? Is it because she's the blue-eyed girl? No, it's not because she's the blue-eyed girl. I have to say, and this might be a little bit bold, there's nobody who's taught me honor more than Lisa. I am, I am forever learning around honor. Our conversations in development, staff development that I have with some of the team, there are things that begin to open up, and these are some of the things that I've been working through. And if I can be a bold, we'll probably come to that as well. Lisa, very respectfully, has challenged me in this whole area of honor. And uh, so that is why she's here, because I think she can share something with us that will help us to build something into our lives that will release blessing. So without further ado, I wonder if we'd just show our appreciation and uh, honor Lisa this morning. Come and join me on here. Terrific. So for the next 35 minutes, this is how it's going to play out. We have no clock, so I'll need somebody to just help me to, to, to know where we're going uh, with that. Uh, but just while you get yourself ready, if you want to take a drink, then that's, that's, that's fine. Let me just say, because I don't want to assume anything, Lisa, uh, and we often can, uh, there's new people here today. I've already met one or two people. Um, I've already said what you do here, but let me just talk a little bit about who you are. You're married to Kev. You've got two uh, boys um, Luke and Adam, you've got a couple of grandchildren who are here. They're down in Kids Church, Brianna and Henley. Uh, and it could seem like now things, things are good, but just a little bit about your background. When you uh, came to this church some 12 years ago, you actually were raised in a very dysfunctional, um, a very violent uh, environment. Um, so that was deeply challenging um, but I want to just connect that then to, okay, that's the environment you came from. But is this honor? Is this something that you have always done? Is it something that you've always understood? Have you always been honoring? Definitely not. Hold it up to Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. There you are. Um, definitely not. Um, for me, I actually was the complete opposite. I actually... I had no honour whatsoever. I dishonoured all authority. Um, I think I've spoke about it before in my testimony on stage to, to Moas. Um, because of how I was raised, because of what I saw, I actually hated authority. I despised it. I had no honour, no respect, no anything for it. Um, and now I'm older, 
and I've gone on this journey with God, looking back, I also realise it's because I hadn't seen anything to honour. Right. Um, I hadn't seen anyone play it out in a way that I could even contemplate. So when did it start? When did, when did, when did this honouring start to, to happen in you, this thought? Where, where, so where did it come from? for me, it was, it was immediate. So I'm arrested. Yeah. Um, I get born again in the cell. Um, I get released on bail, and I'm released with, with a Bible. So I started reading the Bible at the bail address. Mm-hmm. Um, I was weaned on this stuff. Straight away, God started speaking to me about honouring and respecting the authorities above you, all authorities above you. Um, and part of my bail conditions back then was that I had to sign on, sign this book at um, the local police station. Well, at first it was actually one in Derby because bail conditions didn't allow me yeah. to this one. But I had signed on twice a week. Yeah. Um, and all that meant was I walked into the police station, up to the desk, signed a book just to prove I hadn't absconded, and went away again till yeah. next sign-on day. Um, so before my very first sign-on day, I'm released from court, I start reading the Bible, and God starts speaking about honouring all authorities. So tell me then, okay... It's all right. So we, we, we're talking about honouring, but how did that then play out in that, in that environment? I want to I get the blood and guts of it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to the police station. It was all right at first because Derby didn't really know me. So I was all right. I'd go in, go up to the counter, sign the book, go my way. Then bail conditions got changed and I had to sign on at our local police station who did know me and knew my family. And I've told you how simple it was. You went up to the counter to sign the book. But because I didn't like them, they didn't like me, they'd just leave me sitting for two hours. So I'd just be sitting on this couch, looking at this desk. They'd be grinning. Um, and I'd be sat two hours waiting to sign on. But God had already started saying about obeying all authority, including the police, the police, the council, just anyone in authority. Um, so I'd be sitting there, chuntering to God, going, I'm not being funny. How do you honour this? I've got, I've got kids and I've got to sit here two hours just to, just to sign a book um, but it doesn't change what he says in his word he says Lisa honour them so I didn't really know what that looked like Christian No, uh, because I'd never seen it played out so no. all I could do at that time all it, all it felt for me was where I'd normally be vile yeah. and start saying vile things and get arrested and I just smiled at him because that's all I could do at the time. So when they was looking at me and they was grinning, I just smiled. But it was like the nicest smile I could give that wasn't sarcastic. Right. So we're not talking about a sar- sarcastic no, smile. I want to lad. You know. No. Okay. So I just had to sit there literally, and it felt dead false. It felt dead stupid. Uh, because I just literally just had to sit there going <laughs> at the coppers twice a week, every week. So what began to happen in you then as you um, did that? So I just kept doing it, and I just kept thinking, well, whatever. I can't afford to get in no more trouble. You know, I'm already looking at 12 years. I can't afford to get in no more trouble. Being honest, it wasn't because I cared about getting in trouble with them, because I didn't. It was about getting in more trouble with God. If he says it in the Bible, he's not suggesting it, he's commanding it. Right. So it was as simple as that for me. Okay, let me just stop you there. So you're saying then that this is not a, a suggestion of God. This is the command of God. So... You know, basically, something happened in you. I, I touched on it last week about the fear of God. Yeah. So just talk to me a little bit about what happened in terms of the fear of God. Yeah. So, so, and what that looks like for you. So, because of how I came to God, 
I think I'd always had some healthy sense of a fear of God anyway, just because God's God. And I'm not being funny. You can't really take him on, can you? You're not going to win God. Um, but because I was feisty, I was mouthy, I was immature, I was all of them things. I'd bring it on with anyone. I didn't think I was odd. I was just immature, arrogant, and mouthy. Right. Um, but, you know, that doesn't intimidate God. He's not bothered about none of that. Um, and when you're in a cell, there's nothing more humbling than literally having to throw yourself on the mercy of God um, and beg. I had to beg God. I begged him for Kev's life. I begged him for my children not to lose the dad. And then you get 12 years at the same time. Um, and when you've been humbled like that, I mean, I was humbled publicly. It was put in the papers. It was put on the internet. Um, everybody that knew me knew what was happening. So it was a very public humbling. When you've been humbled like that, you kind of lose some of your arrogance and some right. of your swagger, you know. Um, and I think your heart gets prepared to then to start working on the fear of the Lord. And I was reading the Bible. And, you know, in Proverbs, it speaks about that's wisdom. Yeah. It begins with the fear of the yeah. Lord. Yeah. You can read your Bible. You can learn all scriptures. And you can quote scriptures all day long. Mm. Have you got the fear of the Lord? Because that's where wisdom starts. Mm. And that brings obedience. Yeah. So in to- instead of on this particular, because some people could be, I guess, think, looking at this and think, well, it's just, like you say, it is just a suggestion. When actually it's, 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 a, it's a command. And one day we'll all give an accounting. That's what the Bible says. That it's scriptures like that that stay with me. One day we'll sh- we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account. Um, now, it's easy to think someone that lived like me and that got saved like that, of course you're going to have a fear of God and you're going to obey the law now. Mm. Um, but he says this to everyone. He says this to you, the pastor. Yeah. He says this to everybody. Yeah irrespective of your history and how you got to the cross, yeah. you still needed the same grace I needed. Yeah, yeah. And you're still reading the same Bible that I'm reading. So do you think then, on that particular point, Lisa, that oftentimes we can, we, it depend, we can read it differently, we can look at these verses differently, or we try to get r- round it almost? The... I, think, I think, Christian, we can sometimes read it for someone else. Right. So, you know, we can read it, when I was reading some of them, I'd be like, well, what about Kev? You know, because I'd spent, at that point, 16 years trying to change him. If I could get him reading this stuff, right? you right. know, um, he's got to treat me this way. And he's got, and, but I kept seeing that scripture about honouring your husband. Um, and you know, funny enough, he's never read the Bible, but the only scripture he knows is about wives are supposed to submit to the husbands. <laughs> And he's never read the back, and he knows that. Just on that point as well, it was quite funny because he came in the office. Kev's working, doing a great job on our, on our uh, the project that Woolworths building, and uh, he knew that because Lisa's going to be with us again this evening, and uh, and Kev's going to come this evening. And uh, I just said thanks ever so much for letting Lisa come this evening and just doing it and talking about honour. And he shook me hand. <laughs> he, he, did. He, he shook me hand. He said, "No, this is a great. <laughs> this is a great subject to be working through." And I think he'd really he got this whole thing about you know he wives honouring their husbands and he was shaking me hand, <laughs> patting me on the back. This is a great one. This is. Um, so uh, yeah, very good. So I mean, how does that play out with with um, some of your r- relationships that, that that you're presently in? Is it easy? Is it is no? It's easy? it's getting easier because going back to the police station with the police at the time that was my hardest challenge. That was because Kev was dying, so you know um, I was struggling with it with him then. Um, Noxie was dying just because I. 
I wasn't there yeah. yet. Um, yeah. But um, with the players, God just kept telling me to honour them the way I knew how. And the only way was just keep smiling. Yeah. And then it, it built up to good morning or good afternoon whenever I was signing on. Um, bye. Thanks for all your help. And you just started adding to it, you know, like that. And then one day, this strangest thing happened. Because if anyone's been to Ilkiston Police Station, the desk is, is that high, so you can't jump over it yeah. and do anything. Um, and so they'd just be looking down at me all the time. And this one week, I went in, good morning, I'm here to sign. Just takes my seat, prepared for the two-hour wait. And next minute, the door opened and two CID came through. I thought, hey, up. It's not even uniform, it's CID. Um, but I was saying to God, well, I ain't done no, I've been smiling. I've right. been doing all what you, I haven't done anything. <laughs> I have been sat here a week, smiling, good morning. Um, and these two CID came out and he says, Lisa, can we have a word? And all of the old stuff started rising up. Mm. And Jesus had taught me, you've got to catch your thoughts and make them obedient to me, Lisa. Yeah. So, Lord, help me. Whatever they say, help me talk respectfully, however that looks. Just help me obey God, Jesus. Just, just help me. And um, I says, what's the matter? And they says, Lisa, what can we do to help you? Now, I'm going to be honest. I did want to say, drop the charges. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Uh, but they weren't offering that. Um, I says, I, I don't know. Why? What are you thinking? Well, we know we, you're not allowed to go home. We've taped your ass off. Do you want us to go back and collect your mail? Now, I'd never, I'd never foresaw the day to CID had offered to go and collect my mail. Mm. Never, Christian. The truth is I didn't want it because it was all bills because I lived a very different life then. <laughs> so I didn't want it. Um, so I said, thank you very much. But, you know, they, they offered to move my house. Because it was a stabbing, because of how bad it was, they says, Lisa, we'll work with the local authorities, meaning the council, who I thought was just be gagging to evict me now. Right. Um, so I wasn't daring them about my rent because I couldn't work because so I'm on bail. Because I thought, oh, I'm in over my head. Yeah, yeah. He says, Lisa, we'll work with the local authority. You never have to see that house again. We will get you another house. We will move you. Wow. I thought the local squad going to move me. Wow. wow. To a prison, wow. but to another house. Wow. And they offered all. I mean, I didn't. We're still in the same house. We just redid it all. Mm. Um, but the point being, that did something. Obeying God... And I never expected that. For me, Christian, you shouldn't expect what's going to happen with the other person. You obey just because you're commanded to obey. Yeah, yeah. But God did honour it. So talk to us from, or talk to me for a minute about the the. Um, I wrote down here the depths and layers of honour, because you know I, I introduced you by saying, which is a bold statement of me, that you've actually taught me, you've helped me to understand. Honor. Just talk about some of the depths, the layers, that God, the progress, mm. the maturity mm. of honour. Mm. So I think we've just touched on it there where it starts. It might be for you just to smile. Or like in my, in my marriage, where, where that started, is just not answering back. Just not having to have the last word. Um, so you've just got to start somewhere. Start where you start. Um, smile, not answering back. And for me, you've got whatever God commands, honour, obedience, submission, you've just got to keep practising it. So right. don't always wait for the opportunity to arise. Look, look for opportunities and practise it, you know, so you're strengthening yeah. that spiritual muscle. Um, and so I'm just going to be honest now. Because God weaned me on this from, from get-go, um, 
when I came here, I just assumed you all knew this. And you was all doing it. And better than me, because you've had more years at it. Um, and you didn't come from where I came from anyway. You wanted us vile to start with. Um, so I just thought that that's what I was going to walk into. Um, and I'm not saying everyone's dishonouring at all. But it's not what I walked into, Christian. Um, I joined church, and it was very early on. I just heard chattering. That's the only way I can describe it, chattering. Whether it was about each other, the leaders. Well, I knew what God was saying to me. Um, So I thought, this isn't right. This isn't right. So I'd have to start speaking into that. Um, And I'd have to start honouring you into deeper levels or eye levels, however you want to look at it. So that could look like, um, for instance, if I, if I come and ask you, um, at Belfield Christian, can we do or can we have this? And you say, no. Where I feel I've grew and some of my teams grew is at one time in my lower level of honouring, I wouldn't have choked off anymore but I would have kind of wanted to know why. So I've questioned you in a roundabout nice way. Well, why can't we? Yeah. Uh, do you understand that God said in prayer, Christian, and the team have prayed about this, and I'd have gone all the way around, as would some of my team would have done that. Um, and God just started dealing with me and dealing with me. That's not honour. That's not honour, Lisa. You honour that man when you accept what he says, regardless of you, if you agree, understand it, what you think you've heard from me in prayer, because I have anointed and appointed him over you all. Over you all. If he gets it wrong, he is directly answerable to me, not you or you lot. And so I started to speak that into my team. Now, at first, I'm just going to be honest, this is what it can look like. I agree with you. Right, right. I agree with you, but he's not having it. Right. I've gone, I've petitioned, I'm with you, I've prayed about it, but, you know, God's on his side because God's saying this. And that's, that's where I started. Um, and God, this is how God is with me. The scriptures in the Bible that says, if you shrink back and are a coward, I will take no pleasure in you. And that's hard. That's hard to hear from God because I'd never deem myself a coward. Yeah. And he showed me, yes, you are. Yes, you are. If you're honouring that man, you'll speak up for him if you're the only one in the room that's going to do that. If you're the only I thought, here we go. So the next time it came up, I had to be the one that go, I'm really sorry, but it's dishonouring. He said no, accept it, done. The reality is for the flesh, for me, I felt like, short of bringing you an apple, Christian... I was the flipping teacher's pet. Right. I was like, oh, my good night, God. And you couldn't even see it. You didn't even know. No. And I'm like, God, you have killed my street cred. As though it won't killed anyway by now. I've got none. That's it. Because the, 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 the thing is, um, around that, that, that could, uh, in the natural, that sounds like you, you're weak. You, weak, you're creepy. Roll, yeah, creepy, roll, rolling over. Yeah, I was accused of all that. I was accused of all that. When I go back with a decision of yours, or by now, when, when, when you go further into this with God, and you honour and you respect that person, you learn to know what they will say yes and no to anyway. 
So some things I didn't have to bounce back. I'd just say, he's not going to have that. No. Not going with it. Not asking him. Um, I've been called a rollover, a yes man, uh, a guffer. I knew what I'd go for, it, but I was a guffer. Um, <laughs> I've been called all sorts. Um, but what I knew to be a fact is the word of God is the word of God. And God had already said to me, if you shrink back, if you are a coward, I will take no place. So I had to resolve in my own mind, in my own heart, one day, either I will do this or I won't. Because I can't do this cowardly. I can't do this only when one other person in the room agrees with me then. Yeah. Or I don't look a creep. I had to look like the teacher's pet. I had to look like the creep. I had to look like the... And what was worse, some would look at me with like, what do you... You've only just joined. Right. What do you know about this? Right. Because I couldn't even, and I still can't pronounce a lot of the words in the Bible. Right. A lot of the books with the long names, I still can't pronounce. Um, You have to translate things for me. (laughs) Um, But God uses the foolish things. So what we're talking about is we're not talking about, because I know you've referenced that, that, that to me and some of this, we, we did, we've got some questions, church, but we knew we just prayed before the meeting, Holy Spirit, just lead us, guide us. So we've gone in a, a little bit of a, a, a different direction even, even, even now. What, what, what we're not talking about is uh, me uh, giving uh, an instruction or, for example, your husband giving instruction or wife or employer that is contrary to God's word. We're not talking no. about that I become, because it can sound like if we're not careful. So the difference between a dictatorial leadership mm. and a controlling leadership, because that is certainly not what we carry here, the heart of what I and the team carry here. But what we all talk, talk about is, a, is, a, is an honouring of, um, of uh, thoughts and opinions of, mm. of the leader. And so having your work. back. Yeah. Having okay. your back. Okay. Having your back with new people or even old people, whoever they are, honour, but you'll do this with each other. You do this with each other. You're supposed to do it with you, Phil, Julie, whoever's on your leadership. Now, I I struggle with all of this. Mm. I I was up. Do you know when it says God hates murmuring and complaining? I get it because that was me. Julie, Julie's um, tasked with. So we'll just take it from you a minute. Mm. Julie's tasked with controlling what gets announced. Mm. So we'd go and we'd say we'd need this announcing. Julie would say nicely, we've changed the system. We're not doing that now. We need this announcing. And you just start pushing in. Even if now you'd learn, okay, we'll accept no off you. It's no guys done. Will you off Julie? Hmm. But what God learnt me is she is his delegated authority. He is mine. She is his. Hmm. Honour that. Hmm. Right. Um, and so that, that's how it started working for me and my team down Belfield. So, I mean, what, what resources have been, have been useful? I mean, that's a question I did put down. What, what have been, I know, I know you're a massive reader, don't you? You, you read an awful lot. Um, so what, what books, what, what have been helpful? <laughs> if you could reference a book for people who are struggling with this. I, I, have, a, I have a feeling that, um, I have a feeling, guys, that s- some of you, this, some of this is easier for, you, for, for some, uh, very difficult for, for others to hear this stuff because of how we've been conditioned, how we've been raised, how we've been brought up, um, and particularly when it comes to authority, because they are closely connected, authority and, and honour. 
So uh, what resources have been, can, can be helpful for people? So for me, it's books. Um, John Bevere, Undercover. Um, that, was, that was what taught me this. God taught me all this through that. Um, and I think I lent that book to you. Yeah. I think you brought, I don't know, 10 copies yeah. and gave them out to other yeah. people um, that you wanted, you wanted yeah. to read. Not who I thought weren't honouring or getting authority. <laughs> just, or you wanted to honour you. Yeah, and actually what we have done is with that book is, is with, the, with the younger leaders who are coming through now, our Excel group, it is uh, required reading. It's recommended reading. Um, the staff, we actually looked at it and we're all impacted. I mean, I'm looking at one or two people. We were really impacted by what was in that book. Um, some of the things, I, I, had to, I had to read it and then put it down. It is an odd read. It, it completely messed with me. Um, because the thing is, it, so let me just reference this for a moment, this particular book. Because, of course, our main source is the Bible. We want it to be biblical. But the problem that I had with John Bevere is everything that he referenced was from the Bible. So that even, I, that even messed with me even more. Because mm. I thought, this is a bit hard line. But actually, it, it, it wasn't. This, this, was, this was Bible. And I think sometimes we can read the Bible and we can read it to make it fit our lives and our personalities and how we want it to be. Mm. Yeah? Mm. When actually the Bible is, is written, has been written for our, for our development and our maturity. It's wanting to mature us. Mm. And very often what I realized in this particular area, I was operating at times a little bit immaturely. Mm. Even in receiving honor. Mm. Because one of the things that I, I have difficult, I've had difficulties with, honestly, you need to know this, is it's been very easy for me to understand that I am here to serve. And, and that is what I'm here to do. And that is what we are here to do. And absolutely, Jesus was a servant. We was in a context recently where leader is mentioned twice and servant literally scores of time. Most people are wanting to be leaders but don't want to serve. And, uh, you know, we need to do that. So I get, I get serving. The, 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 the issue that, you know, I really, I really didn't get was the whole thing to do with honor and particularly receiving that honor. Receiving the honor. And some of the things that you challenged me with, weren't they, with regards to... Because you really struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to make a point before I talk into that a little, when, when I say when I joined this church, I heard a lot of chattering. Please don't think it was all about the leaders because it wasn't. It could even be leaders chattering about local authorities. Yeah. When I'm speaking about honour, when we're speaking about honour, it means the local council. Yeah. It means whoever's running for prime minister. You know, and yeah. there's, I'm not saying you can't have your opinion, but there was disrespectful, there was dishonour spoke about your local authorities, your local MPs, whoever's running for whatever. And it was all of that. And it comes out in mockery. It comes out it does. In, in Well, jokes. they're doing it with like the Donald Trump thing now. Um, yeah. there's, there's a lot of opinions on that. What I do in, in them situations is if I'm with, say, leaders that are higher than me that may or may not be doing that, please don't go away saying, Christian's calling Donald Trump, because <laughs> he's not. Um, what I do, because once you get this, you then can't start barking orders at your leaders, saying you're not allowed to speak. So what I do is I don't, have an, I don't say anything. I don't say anything. And sometimes your silence says enough. Sometimes your silence says, this person's not having it. If I'm then probed about that, 
I say, I'm really sorry, but I'm not allowed to speak out against any authority. Mm. So I can't join you in this conversation. And that, that's what I've done Yeah, yeah. with that. So we have to be careful how we say what we say. To who we say to it. To who we say it. It always has to be in honour. It always has to be respectful. Yeah. Um, but going back to your point of receiving it, it, it was very hard for you because there I am down Belfield and my senior team... Basically, when we interview anybody, we start it off with explaining the chain of command. From you, Phil, Julie, and we work it right down to whoever now is your team leader. And we speak them through that. Um, and we, we, I'm going to be honest, we command it. We're not shy about this down at Belfield. So when we, when we have a new leader like um, Cam, who does a street ministry, anybody that joins that team is told you will submit to his authority. He is the leader. If you don't, it will not go well for you. He is your leader. Done. Um, and we command it. We don't say we prefer it if you do, because that's not what God says. Um, we command it. And when you became aware that this was happening, that people was commanding that you and Phil receive this honor, I could see you more or less squirming. And you'd be saying things like, yeah, 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 that's really nice, that's really lovely. Thank you very much. But, you know, I just want to serve people. Um, and that was okay for a while. But then, you know, there came a point when God says I had to speak into that. Yeah. To yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, and we'll finish around this, one of the things that, that, that uh, Lisa was very clear on in that speaking to me, very boldly, came to me and says, you're actually going to stop the blessing of God flowing into arena if you don't understand this principle of honor. So if I don't understand this principle of honor, that I will actually stop the, the blessing of God. Well, that was enough for me to go away and think about that and pray into that mm. because I don't want anything to stop. I don't, certainly don't want me or anybody, but particularly me, to be a, a blockage to what God wants to do amongst us. And so that was something that I've really had to work through and hence why this... this series has come from and I told you last week about going to America and just seeing something that I'd never really seen before with regards to honor and you know giving honor and also receiving honor and that is something so some of you are are easy with giving giving honor but are you okay receiving honor back some people all they want to want what they want to do is receive honor but are you good at giving honor well how, how do we give honor just on that how do we give honor to somebody how do we show honour? I think you show honour by always speaking to them and about them respectfully. So, I don't, so I've had conversations with some of, some of my team, and we was in a meeting where this came up the other day. For one of my team members, it came across as quite sickly. So they've been listening to, to God TV and things like that, and it came across as honour looks like forever banging the prayers of your pastor. So Christian's a lovely guy. Christian's a great guy. This is what Christian does for us, blah, 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 blah. Um, Now, just to use the Bible as a reference, when God commands you to honor, we're lucky. We've got good leaders to honor. Um, But David had Saul. Now, he honored Saul, and Saul was busy trying to kill him. Um, Paul, Paul got slapped by an high priest. Slapped straight across the face. Now, this is the bit I relate to when God was teaching me this and I read this. Because he instantly went to run his mouth off. and started calling him a whitewash something. And starts running his mouth off. 
right up till somebody said, that is the high priest. He immediately repented, even though he'd slapped him, he immediately repented and said, sorry, I did not realise. Um, and did not engage in any further arguments and, and justifying himself. So honour, honour does what God commands you. You speak right about that person, always, whether you agree with them. You've told me no several times. Julie has. What, what it looks like is it doesn't do this because I can obey you and not honour you. So I can say all this up on stage and, oh, she's got it nailed. I can go in your office and I can say, Christian, we're wanting to do this. And you say no. And I say, okay, you're the boss. I accept that. Then I go back to Kev. Kev says, how did that thing go? Did Christian lie you? Oh, you're joking. I went in, I asked him, do you know what he said, Kev? Me, 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 me. I start chattering. But to your face, I've honoured you. I'm obeying you because I'm not doing it, but I am dishonouring you to my own husband. And I have done all that. It doesn't necessarily have to be with you. It can be with a member of our congregation. I have gone back and I have chattered to members of my family, and God has had to say, you've dishonoured that person. You have obeyed to the face. You have honoured them to the face. But then you've gone back... And you've chatted. Now, I'm not saying we all need somebody that, that, that we can sound things out with. I've got two people that I navigate life with. Um, but they can hold it. They can steer me in the right way. If I start going off, into, yeah. they'll tell me. Yeah. So that's what it doesn't look like. You don't do it. So like- it's not what we're saying is, because that's what I think the thing that does me is like it's all sickly and it's all, isn't this one wonderful and isn't he marvellous and isn't she wonderful? And, uh, no, and because it might not be, yeah, for starters. It, it's, it's, not that, it's not that at all. No, it um, it's, it's something that's much deeper. Okay, last question. What, what, what blessings follow? What's the blessing of honour? What do you think honour will look like as we <laughs> endeavour, by God's great grace, to take some of this teaching and, not some of it, take the teaching and really lay it into our hearts? What will happen? What's your so, opinion about for that? For me, for me personally, when I've been called a rollover and all of that, I just want to. I just want to say it once and for all. I am a happy guffer. I am blissfully happy. I have a peace that I never ever believed could have existed. So if it's all wrong, this is a happy wrong then, because I am totally and utterly peaceful. I sleep at night. Um, I I feel stronger. Yeah. I feel more mature. I don't feel as pathetic. In my, in my arguments anymore of why should I do that and I'm not taking this off Kev and I'm going to answer him back. I feel a more mature woman of right. God um, because now I see how immature I was. Right. I think if we can all start getting this, I honestly believe we can be a book of Acts church. Hmm. We will see the blessings of God. When we're play, praying for hundreds to come and there was hundreds being saved daily yeah. in the book of Acts, when we're praying for it, I believe what God's shown me is, first, we've got to get our foundation strong. Because what are we bringing them to? Right. Because from my world, Christian, and some of, some of the congregation's world, they do expect honour to be shown to the pastor and to Phil and to the Julies and the team leaders. They don't expect to hear the Cams or the Debbies or the Tracys chatted about. They've been selected by their leadership for this position, and they should be honoured as such. They expect, Kev, my brother, my family, expect that we talk right about each other. And that if we've got a problem with each other, we address it how the Bible says. Right. And we don't go bitching about each other 
to non-believers yeah. because all you're doing is causing some. So God showed me, you've got to start getting the foundations in. Yeah. And although it sounds like really, really tough stuff, to me, it's the basics of the Bible. Yeah. Wow. Um, I hope that's been a blessing and a challenge um, to you, to, to, every, to every one of you. I'd encourage you to go and do a, a version. If you've got version on your computer, just type the word honour in. Just honour and just have a look at what it's saying, where we need to honour. Just type the word authority. Just look at it because it's something, church, that I think the Lord's going to keep talking to us about because he wants us. The Bible's very clear that we need to honour one another. We need to honour God, and we need to honour our leaders, and honour those in authority. And we can't get away from it. We can't say, well, I don't like that. That's not our culture. Actually, this is a culture of the kingdom. We're not talking about the culture of the nation. We're talking about the culture of the kingdom. Can I hear an amen? And that's what we need to step into, really. We do. And some of you, you're fine with it. Some of you, it's a major agitation by this, by this message, but uh, we need to listen and hear the word of the Lord. Uh, guys, thanks ever so much for, for, for listening to us. I wonder if we could just show our appreciation to Lisa. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty, pretty good, wasn't it? I, um, I actually read Undercover um, myself, and um, probably the book I point to most that has impacted me the most because if I'm being honest, honor was, and, and is still at times, something that I've struggled with and authority. And um, Let me encourage you this morning, go and grab that book. Hey, just want to um, read a Bible verse. And we're speaking about honor this morning, our leaders and, and honoring God. But you know what? God honored you so much more than we could ever honor him by sending his own son to die for you. And in John 3.16, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God honored you by sending his son to die a horrific death, to rise again so that you could know him, so that you could be in relationship with him. This morning you're in here, you say, Josh, you don't know my life. God doesn't condemn you. He loves you. Yeah, it's true. If you just bow your heads for two seconds, just to give people the privacy. If that's you this morning, you say, Josh, I've felt something in this service. God, uh, uh, Josh, uh, I've just experienced something. I'm not sure what it is. I'd say this morning that that's the Holy Spirit, and he's, he's caught, God's calling you to himself. If this morning you want to accept that gift that God gave you, the gift of his son coming and dying, rising again for your sins. If you want to accept that gift and become a Christian, to follow Jesus this morning, I just ask you to lift your hand. It's not a sign to me, it's a sign to God. Great. Great, thank you. Great. Anyone else this morning, you want to accept this gift that God has given you? Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you this morning for those three people who've raised their hands. God, I pray, Lord, that they would step in to a relationship with you. Actually, God, they'd fall into a relationship with you. 
God, and right now, wherever they are, whatever situation they're in, God, that you would just wrap them in your grace and mercy. Lord, that they give their lives to you, God, that they would turn over the sin, Father, and follow you for the rest of their lives. God, none this morning, this significant morning, God, I pray that they would live lives of honor in your name. Now, I think it would be, be wrong of me not to do this, but I believe there's people this morning who are being challenged. People who are being really challenged. God's doing something in your heart around honor. And you want honoring, and you know you're not. Actually, you might say, Josh, to be honest, I'm a gossip. To be honest, Josh, I do like pulling people down with my words. To be honest, Josh, I'm not that good with authority. To be honest, Josh, I do like, you know, saying things about people. And this morning, you know, because you feel uncomfortable. God's been speaking to you. God's been doing something in your heart. And again, while every head's bowed, every eye's closed. If you say, Josh... I know I'm not honoring. Josh, I know I struggle with authority, but I want to do better. If that's you this morning, I'm going to make it hard. I'm going to ask you to put your hand up. There's not people looking around. It's just me. Lift your hands up all over this place. Come on. There's hands going up around the place. There's hands going up around the place. I still think there's more. Let's be brave this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. His hand's still going up around the place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. That's right, there's still hands going up, so I'm just going to leave it a second. God's working in your heart. Listen to that voice. Thank you, Jesus. God, and we pray this morning, Lord, for all the hands raised. God, I pray, Father, that you would intimately show us about honor, God. Lord, that you would take us further into you, God, that that relationship, God, with you would lead us into a life of honor, God. We'd honor our leaders. We'd honor uh, the guys in church. We'd honor the authorities, God. We'd honor people at work. We'd honor those people around us, God. And where we've been quick to pull people down, Father, Lord, instead we'd use our words to build people up, to build situations up, God. And we would we would live a counterculture, God. Not the kingdom of the world, but the kingdom of God, Lord. We would usher that into workplaces. We'd usher that into our town. We'd usher that into families. God, now pray in this day, Lord, that you would do something new in our town, Father. God, as a group of people, begin to honor the authorities, begin to honor workplaces, begin to honor leadership. God, I pray you would do something special, Father, in your name. God, for those who didn't lift their hands this morning, I pray, Father, you continue to work in their lives. In your mighty name. Amen.